Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio before uh, Ned gets buried in the snow. We're making some (laughs) snow angels out there, I'm I'm telling you right now, sir. All right, so uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain. Uh, Within, what, 24 hours, a little bit longer than that, the uh, Bengals are now the favorites in the game on Sunday by a point, right? Interesting point and a half. From the Chiefs, from two and a half, two and a half point favorites. And when the announcement or when the diagnosis was issued, Cincinnati's the favorite now by a point and a half. But then they're pick em. When yeah, you're yeah. that close, it's a pick em game. Andy was pretty candid about saying that he felt like this high ankle sprain wasn't as bad as 2019, which is kind of a weird remark to me say. I Honestly, he should have just played the card and said, we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. It might be Chad. It might be Patrick. I don't know. I was a little surprised that Coach Reed did make the statements that he did. As far as, now, maybe he's just trying to mollify things and, and, uh, Get the Bengals off guard by saying, hey, it's not as bad. He's going to be, hey, look, gang, it's a high ankle sprain. And I'm quite sure what the doctors have said, I don't know this, but I'm quite sure they've said, hey, look, you can play. You can play. You're going to have a lot of pain. If you can put up with the pain, you can play. Because it's, while it's not going to get any better, it won't get any worse. You've already done the damage. Well, that's all Mahomes needs to hear. And he wants to play. And the Chiefs want him to play because he is a leader. Well, when he gets out there on the field, I'm suspecting that'll be next Sunday in the evening. It's probably going to be cold. It may be dicey, as a matter of fact. There may be some weather conditions involved. He's going to find that while he is able to put up with the pain, his movement is going to be greatly hindered because the tissue isn't healed, and he's not going to be at full strength. So it's probably his lateral escapability, if you can make an adverb out of that, is probably going to be limited. But I think the Chiefs are a good enough team, Mike. Their offensive line is going to be able to create enough of a pocket for him that he'll be fine. He'll get the passes off. He'll be able to plant. Just don't want any of those big Bengals coming into him and crashing into him, which they will want to do. Not to hurt him, but just to get him compromised. O-line's got to play big time. D cannot play zone. They have to play man, and I know that's a tall order against Chase and Higgins, but that's just the way it goes because Burroughs can pick apart zones all day. Which he will do. (laughs) Their O-line is compromised a little bit. They sure as hell didn't look compromised against the Bills, but they are an injury on paper, but you never know. Um, So the front four for the Chiefs really are going to have to just be in Joe's face all day. Those are my keys to success. If they can do those things, I think we'll be all right. Cincinnati does have three of their key linemen out, or at least they were for Buffalo. Now, I think they're planning on maybe a couple of them getting back into play, but that is true. And you're absolutely right. It didn't show in that Buffalo game. No, I, I, everyone was scared. Oh, Cincinnati's out of lunch, no. but I don't hey. know what the hell you're talking about. Because that sure as hell. You saw Nixon running, and you saw they the had no problem. Uh, yeah. uh, no problems. With the free free reign and finding his receiver. Those receivers are doggone good. It, it, it'll be a tough game. It's going to be a hell of a matchup Sunday night. All right. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs had the first game in the AFC uh, Divisional Playoffs this past weekend. TV ratings, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Gracious sakes alive. They they being the Chiefs in the NFL issued the rating. game was on NBC, which is, I might add, free market over the air television, ladies and gentlemen. I'm an old guy. I'm a free market. Uh, You're not devotee. the only one that's got rabbit ears, my man. 
Well, I, I don't I'm watch it you. on Rabbit Ears. I watch it on the on the streaming, but that is only because I've, I've gravitated toward what they do these days. I am a devotee of free market over the air. That's how TV began, how radio began. This pay-per-view, well, we're not going to get into the philosophical approach. Okay, free market over the air, 34100000 That is one of the top playoff, weekend playoff uh, telecast ratings ever, ever. And that's a, a healthy amount, 34 million folks watching that game. Why? Well, number one, it was the first game. It was the Chiefs and the, and the uh, Jaguars. And it was kind of an appealing matchup. Anytime the Chiefs play, it's an appealing matchup. Why do you think the Chiefs are going to play in Germany next year? Because they have the appeal. Why do they have the numerous Sunday night games and Monday night games and one Thursday night game? Why? Hey, because Patrick Mahomes is there, because they are a very entertaining TV team to watch. They were back in the late 60s and early 70s, and they're even more so now. So the TV people, while many of them are stupid, they're not that dumb that they're going to shun this team and put somebody else in there. It's pretty much a common sense circumstance. Speaking of TV, pretty big news in uh, Cardinals Nation yesterday with their new broadcaster. I think this is pretty awesome. It Just to be official, it has not happened yet. I've seen it shared at least 15 times. So <laughs> I, I mean, love it. it. Yeah, I think it's definitely done. It's badass. This is the Cardinals TV announcer to replace the star-crossed Dan McLaughlin, who is a buddy of mine and who is a, a very good broadcaster, but he also has demons. Well, you don't know, you do know about them. We're not going to talk about that. But the Cardinals apparently have reached out to a guy who isn't really exactly a kid. And I love this, too. It's here for the old guys. 57-year-old Chip Carey. Thank you, sports fans. Hell, that's the same name as Harry Carey. It's because it's his grandson. And it would be a great fit. Chip Carey's been doing games for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, his dad, Skip Carey, is no longer living now. A great broadcaster in his own right. Chip is... Uh, a chip off the old block, and I think it would be a great hire if, in fact, that does come to pass, and I think it's going to. Oh, yeah, like I said, I've seen it a million times uh, in the last 24 hours. So a not-so-new number one in college basketball this week. Who do we got? Purdue. They are back on top. They only have the one loss on the year, and they have, they've they been very good. I kind of thought that Alabama might take over, but no, Alabama's only number two. Crimson Tide is pretty good at basketball, folks. They have a very, very nice team. But then you have pretty much of a shuffle. The big news, and you're going to love this, Holmes, is that Kansas State went from 15 to 5. Bet your ass they did. That is a huge, in fact, that's almost an unprecedented jump. Now, the ratings, folks, don't mean anything. You can rank everywhere. It's, It's how you play in the playoffs. That's the key in the NCAA tournament, but they will be there. Boilermakers are 19-1, Alabama's 2, and then is Houston, which went from 1-3, to three, Tennessee, and K-State, now number 15. Kansas went to 9, and Kansas lost last night. So they that's not included in those rankings. And they lost Saturday, too. Lost they, to TCU yeah. Saturday. <laughs> I mean, they're not home, having a good season. And then they lose to Baylor down in Waco yeah, last night. Yeah, not a good season. It was, they're, a, they're an odd team. They are they're good. They've got plenty of talent. This kid from Sunrise Christian over in Wichita, who's playing for them, is is really a superior player. But he's 
what right now the only one who can score consistently on their team. He's a good player. KU will come on. Self will make sure they come on. Will they win the championship again? No, probably not. But who's going to win it? Who knows? This is a wide open It'd be nice field. if it was down the road in Manhattan, Kansas. The We could. Hey, you never can tell. Yeah. The ladies' rankings were out, and there's no question who's number one there is South Carolina. And interestingly enough, the first three teams in the rankings were undefeated. Notice I put it in the past tense because Ohio State lost for the first time last night, lost to Iowa. And that will probably knock them down next week, but they're still, those teams are pretty doggone good. Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, so might be getting a little snow tonight, so you'll probably be bundled up under a blanket doing your crossword, watching Missouri State Bears on the court who they're facing off with. They are playing Illinois-Chicago tonight at the Great Southern Bank Arena. Illinois-Chicago is hardly what you would call one of the powers. Their record is one win, nine losses. Holy crap. This is their first year in the Missouri Valley Conference. They were taken in uh, last summer. And the Flames are an old opponent for the Bears from back in the AMQ8 days when Charlie Spoonhour was here, and the Bears beat up on them regularly and continue to. They already played once this year. That was back in early December, and the Bears blew them out in Chicago. I suspect the Bears, if they're shooting well, will blow them out again tonight. But that's a 7 o'clock game, and right now it is on, and that is the starting time. Pretty crazy stuff. They definitely need the win, and hopefully they can get it tonight. Last but not least, uh, we'll get the announcement from Baseball's Hall of Fame about this year's voting. Um, We kind of talked about this yesterday. Could be nobody. Could be somebody. Who do you think? It is possible that nobody gets elected. Well, the the, uh, casual fan will say, well, (laughs) what are you going to do for a Hall of Fame ceremony? Well, there are people who will be going in. The, what they call the, it's... It used to be called the Golden Age Committee. That's for the older players who are out. Well, they call it now the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee. That's a a much more plausible name for it. Fred McGriff, Fred the Crime Dog McGriff, he will be inducted. He's one of them. There is a member from the media who will go in and a member of the officialdom, one of the baseball officials from a club, long-standing club era, will go in. But as far as newcomers, it may not happen. It also might happen. I'm guessing that if it does, the one player who stands the best chance is Scott Rowland, former Cardinals and Phillies third baseman. He had 65% of the vote last time, last year at this time. You need 75%. Now, there are approximately 400 sports writers who vote. So you've got to go through the ballots. Well, they have been counted. They will be announced this evening on the Major League Baseball Network, and we'll find out if anybody goes in. Do they do any campaigning? No. No, that's that's considered gauche. Okay, just wanted to stun up. There's like cigars getting passed around, any kind of season tickets. If, if you could call it campaigning during the course of their careers, when they deal with the media, that's how they campaign. Be as nice as you can to the reporters. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you hopefully tomorrow.